Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host. I want to welcome you to the podcast today. Welcome to the conversation. That's right. This is a conversation not just at you, but with you. I want to hear from you, men. Uh, shoot me an email, spellmanministries at gmail.com. Love to hear from you via email. Of course, you can connect with us on social media, uh, Facebook, Spelman Ministries. Uh, find us on YouTube. But again, I want to hear from you. I'd love for you to uh, send me an email. Give me a give me a testimony. Ask a question. Uh, give me some feedback on the podcast itself. I'd even love to hear some constructive criticism. <laughs> if you got something you'd like to suggest, just let me have it. Give it to me both barrels. Hey, it's all about just uh, aiming our lives at Christ-likeness. And there's something really powerful that happens in communication. There's something really powerful that happens in relationship. And I want this not just to be a... Um, just a media connection. I want to have a meaningful connection with the men that listen to the podcast and who are joining me in aiming at Christ's likeness, because that is the mark. That is the goal. Romans eight twenty nine. We're all predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ Jesus. And so in aiming our lives at that mark, that is the bullseye. And I was looking at, uh, you know, one of the things that makes a marksman, you know, in military terms, a marksman, that is someone capable of hitting a high value target at longer than usual ranges, a high value target at longer than usual ranges. In other words, they really know how to dial in. They know exactly what the point is. They know exactly what the goal is. They're not just trying to get close. This ain't horseshoes, <laughs> right? This ain't hand grenades. You don't want to just get in the general area and just blow some stuff up. No, a sniper, a marksman, they are aimed at a very, very, very dialed in point, point. And that's the mark. And that's what Paul was talking about when he says, I haven't yet obtained, but this one thing I do, this is Philippians 3, 13 and 14. He said, I have set aside and I'm choosing to forget those things that are behind and I'm choosing to press on. I'm choosing to press towards the mark for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so God's calling us up, men, and we've been a part of a, a wonderful series here on Marksman. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it and I'm um, trying to get my uh, iPad to cooperate with me. Technology is kind of a love-hate relationship here, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to choose to love it. Well, not love it. Like it and use it. I'll say that, not love it. I love Jesus and I love people and I love you. And uh, so, but technology, you know, I like it. I use it, but sometimes it can be pretty frustrating. Anyway, I got it going now. Um, we've been talking about on Marksman's podcast, we've been talking about, oh, and by the way, you know, I'm kind of like I just saw a squirrel. Squirrel? No, I just I remembered something. Next week, I hope it's going to go live next week. Um, we're traveling 
Um, we record most of these in a studio, but when we're not able to do that, sometimes we do them live and remotely. And I'm going to try to get a couple sessions in with Pastor Eric Pressgrove. He's pastor of Crosswalk Church down in Fort Worth area. Actually, it's Haltom City. You can find him on Facebook, Crosswalk Church, Haltom City, Texas. Eric Pressgrove, find him also on Facebook if you're on that. And uh, man, him and his wife, Michelle, what a powerful couple in Jesus. What a powerful testimony they have. And you'll love the conversation. I'm just going to try to open it up and turn him loose. And you're going to love what God will, will bring to this podcast as we share that time with Pastor Eric Presgrove. So I'm going to try to get maybe two weeks worth of uh, podcasts in with him while we're there. We're going to be doing a family mission conference there at the church and uh, going Sunday through Wednesday every day, each night, twice on Sunday, and just looking forward to a divine reset that's going to happen there. That's what family mission is all about, a divine reset of the home, divine reset of the family. And it's all about coming back to God's original plan plan, his plan for man and his plan for his family. So anyway, but back to our podcast here, we've been talking about the hall of fame. That's right. But not a man's hall of fame, God's hall of fame. And it's in Hebrews chapter 11. It's the hall of fame of faith. And we have went one by one for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I make no apologies. I have loved every week of it, every minute of it, but we have looked into the lives of these men, and uh, we're, we're coming real close to the end here, um, but we have looked through Hebrews 11. We have looked through, of course, Abel. We talked about Cain and Abel, how Abel by faith pleased God. Um, we've talked about Enoch. Man, that's a guy who never saw death. God took him home, took him alive. <laughs> Praise God. What a... Whew. Anyway, I don't want to re-preach everything and just talk about it all over again. But anyway, Enoch, uh, we talked about, uh, then we got into Noah, and I love that particular one because I had both Samuel and Daniel, my two sons, uh, now young men, um, in that conversation on that podcast. So if you didn't catch that one, man, go back and check out Noah. You're going to love hearing from Sam and from Daniel on that particular podcast as we talked about Noah and his family working together on this God project <laughs> that saved his family. And how many of God wants to save families? But how many of God needs some men? Men that will just take up that charge, take up that post position, take up that leadership role in their home, in their faith, in prayer, in in working in the kingdom with other kingdom families and an assembly and a body of believers. Man, it's time to rise up, men. And then we talked about Abraham. And of course, many weeks on, on some of these, Abraham, and then of course, the first generations of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and then we uh, really broke into Joseph next. And these are all listed in Hebrews chapter 11, and we got into those in detail. And then we spent a couple weeks on Moses, because it breaks into Moses around verse 23 of Hebrews 11, has several verses there on Moses, and we finished up... Uh, kind of last week with him. But I want to look at, as we wrap up, kind of move towards the close of Hebrews 11. Let's go down to verse 30. Uh, now, this is where it picks up kind of a wrap up. 
um, of what Hebrews 11 is all about, this hall of fame, this hall of faith where God commends these men because they trusted him. They trusted his instruction. They trusted his ways. We've said this before. They just did life God's way. And there's something different about a man doing life God's way. There's something different about a man doing marriage God's way. There's something different about a man who goes to work and does work God's way, according to the book, right? According to the Bible, according to the Holy Scriptures. You know, I love uh, something our family discovered years ago when we first got on the mission field. We were praying into some things, and the Lord began to talk about the ancient gates and the ancient path. And these are phrases that came up in prayer and conversation with different people we were working with. And uh, we were just last weekend at a First Nations uh, gathering of of Christian men, you know, the and Christian people um, that are, you know, part of the First Nations, you know, different tribes of Native Americans. And, uh, you know, it's so interesting how uh, there was such a faith in the Creator, and they even had faith long before they knew Jesus' name. They had faith in a man with holes in his hands. I mean, Jesus had literally revealed himself to many of the Native Americans, and they had they had faith in the man with holes in his hands. Come on, somebody. Faith in the man with holes in his hands. And they talked about the ancient path. They talked about the white path. See, Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In fact, the first believers in the book of Acts, before they were ever called Christians, they were called followers of, that's right, the way, the way, the path. The way. And so the Native Americans called it, you know, the the white path, the ancient path. Well, you know, that's what these men did. These men in Hebrews 11, they found that path. They didn't have the scriptures like we have them. In fact, some of these men, like Abraham and different ones, I mean, they didn't have the, the Pentateuch even. They didn't have the first five books of the Bible. They didn't have the law that God gave Moses. This is all before any of that. Yet they walked with God. They found the path. Jesus said this when he talked to Pilate. He says, if any man wants the truth, that man will hear my voice. So that's really all God needs from someone is someone who wants to know the truth, the way, and what this life is all about. If they really want the answers to those questions, then there's only one answer, and it's Jesus Christ. It's him. And they'll find him. They'll hear him. He will come to them. You can't knock and it will not be open. You can't seek and not find. The Bible says, Jesus said, knock, it'll be open. Seek, you'll find. Ask, it'll be granted to you. But do you really want the answer? That's the, that's the issue. But if a heart wants to know the way, the truth, and the life, then there's only one man that can give it to him, and it's Jesus and so these men found the way, they found the path. And so jumping down back in Hebrews 11, down to around verse 30, it just kind of does a little wrap up. And I'm just going to read through it, and then we're going to go back and make a few comments and just kind of go a little further into the conversation. Verse 30, Hebrews 11, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled seven days. That's right. Joshua, you know, the story of Joshua, that's 
what that's all about. I mean, can you imagine just walking around the city <laughs> seven days in silence? I mean, that people of Jericho were freaking out. They just like, what is all this about? And of course, it goes on, verse 31, by faith, the harlot Rahab, she was a woman in the city. Of course, we know her career choice was not so not so wise, yet she made a wise choice. How I many one wise choice can erase a lot of bad ones, right? And that wise choice to do life God's way, to get on the ancient path, to get on the, the way, follow Jesus. Jesus said, follow me, follow me. And we choose to follow Christ. We choose to aim our life at Christ's likeness. We can see a whole lot of bad choices erased. We can see a whole lot of bad choices forgiven. God says when he forgives our sins, he not only forgives them, he forgets them. He erases them. Bible uses this language. It says they are put into the sea of forgetfulness. I mean, they're just gone. God doesn't see them anymore. And so even though she made a lot of bad choices, she made a good choice when she received the spies. See, Joshua had sent spies into the city. <laughs> you get into the Bible, man, it, it's it's adventurous. It's, uh, man, it's, in, it's, it's, <laughs> it's for men. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. And wait till I get into some of these ones mentioned later, but uh, my goodness. So these spies go into the city. And of course, they're they're looking around, but they were received uh, secretly into this woman's uh, apartment, you might say, or, or dwelling. And she protected them. She knew they were Israelites, and she protected them. And because she protected them, she she asked for a deal. She said, "Hey, I let you in. I'm going to help you get out of here safely. But I want you to remember me when God comes and you come to." Because she knew this city was was going to be taken down. She knew it. She didn't know how it was all going to happen, but she knew Israel was going to take Jericho. I mean, the people of Jericho knew that God was with Israel. In fact, it's one of the most interesting things when you read the book of Numbers and the first generation that didn't go in, and they went into there and said, oh, the walled cities and the giants, we were like grasshoppers in their sight, you know. And that wasn't even true. The truth was the fear of God was on the people of Canaan's land. The fear of God was upon Jericho and all the cities. But Israel just could not see it, that first generation. But now the second generation, under the command of Joshua, Yeshua, well, not Yeshua, but Joshua, um, prophetically uh, tied to Yeshua, our deliverer, under his command, Israelites, Israel is going to go in and, and take possession of these cities. And uh, so she's protecting the spies. She cuts a deal, says, hey, when you come in, take the city. Remember me and my house. She's, that's what she said. Remember me and my house. It's funny when you start looking for family. Man, it is just all through the scripture because that's what it's all about. It's all about family, man. God wants a family. He wants homes. And God spoke a word to our family. He said, if you'll heal the home, you can heal the land. And that's one of the things this podcast is even done for. It's to bring healing to the home. Because I believe if men can be healed, men can rise up. Men can take their place, both in their marriage and in their parenting and in their home and just leading their own lives according to 
God's way, um, we're going to see healing come to the home. We're going to see healing come to our nation. We're going to see healing come to our generation. So she cut a deal and uh, for her and her house, and then goes on in Hebrews 11, uh, the writer, many believe Paul to be the writer of the book of Hebrews. It's not worth uh, debating, and I'm not a I'm not a Bible scholar. I just read different scholars, and and the most common opinion is that uh, Paul is the writer. Um, so he had such a passion for the Hebrew people. You can read all about that in Romans nine, ten, and eleven. But um, he just loved, loved, loved the Hebrew people. Even though he was called to the Gentiles, he was sent to the Gentiles. He just could not stop going to the synagogue and reasoning with his brethren, reaching out to his fellow Hebrew brothers. And, uh, of course, it caused him troubles. I mean, every every city he went into, he had, yeah, he had revival, but he also had riot. And most of the times the riot was a result of his Hebrew brothers, which he would go to often. Anyway, he loved the Hebrews. So he wrote, many believe he wrote this letter to the Hebrews. Um he just wanted the things God revealed to him to be in writing before he he went home. So he writes, whoever's writing, what shall I say more? Verse 32, the time would fail me if I was to talk about Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah. Those are four judges. Man, you go back to the book of Judges. I don't even know if this is fair to say, but... <laughs> God wants to kick some tail. I'm just telling you, these judges, these are some, these are men's men right here. You get into the book of Judges, and of course, there's some women judges as well, and you don't want to mess with them either. But I'm talking about these men, you know, uh, Gideon and Barak. Now, Gideon didn't start off, you know, thinking he was all that in a bag of chips. But man, when God gave him his identity and, and let him know, I'm with you. Man, he was a mighty deliverer. He was a mighty judge. And, of course, then there was uh, Barak and Samson and Jephthah. These are four judges. And then he goes on to mention David. Of course, King David. We know about King David and Samuel, you know, the prophet Samuel. And then he just mentions and the prophets. So, in other words, he's saying there's no way I can break down every single one. And, of course, I, on this podcast, no way I can do any of these complete justice. All I've tried to do is just pray, seek God. God, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to share? What do you want me to highlight out of these men's lives, these men who trusted you, these men who followed you, these men that, first of all, led themselves, and then they often led others? I mean, we have to first lead ourselves. That's the first and most important leadership in my life and yours is we lead ourselves. But then once we lead ourselves, then we're going to be leading others and we're going to be leading our families, we're going to be leading in our marriage, we're going to be leading in our homes, we're going to be leading, we're going to be in, every man has influence. And uh, when we're faithful with the influence we do have, God gives us more. So these, he goes on to say, I just can't mention all these. So he says, and the prophets, there's so many mighty prophets all through the scripture who through faith subdued kingdoms. I'm telling you, there's, there's some, there's some valiant, valiant fighting that takes place. There's some, 
there's some incredible battles and wars. I mean, it would it would I mean, you think uh, Braveheart is intense. Get into the book of Judges. I'm telling you, it's 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 intense. It is absolutely intense when you get into some of these, even King David and different ones. But man, you get in the book of Judges, it's intense what God does to say, these are my people. Don't mess with them. This is my family. Don't touch it. I used to say this as a pastor all the time when we pastored back in Kansas City. I said it all the time. I'd say, we're a Holy Ghost gang. You touch one of us, you better be prepared to fight all of us. That's right. You better be prepared to fight all of us. And so how about you and I here on the Marksman podcast? How about we be a Holy Ghost gang where if we find out that one of our brothers is being touched, let's not try to find out where they open the door. Let's not just try to find out, you know, what's what hidden sin do they have in life? What why is the devil attacking? Man, if somebody's hurting, if somebody's down, let's not kick them when they're down. Let's get them off the battlefield. Let's get them to the triage. Let's get them where they can get some help. There's too too often we're just finding fault with our brothers. We're we're not coming alongside our brothers. And that's what I hope and I pray even through this conversation today. Man, let's shift and change all that, man. Let's be fighting for our brothers and our sisters in Christ. But particularly this podcast, this conversation, let's fight for our brothers. Let's fight for other men. If you see a man struggling in his marriage, let's fight for him. You see a man struggling as a father, his identity's in crisis, his career's in crisis, his finances are in crisis, his health is in crisis. Let's fight for him. Let's quit trying to find out why it's wrong, why it's bad. Let's just let somebody know, hey, there's some soldiers that aren't just going to leave you laying on the battlefield. We're going to pick you up. We're going to slip our arm under your arm, and we're going to hop you off this field. We're going to get you where you can get some some help, some medical help, some, you know what I'm saying? We're going to pour in the oil and the wine. We're going to, we're going to love you. We're going to believe in you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to prophesy over you. We're going to speak of your future, not just your past. I mean, we need each other, men, and men need other men especially men need other men, especially. And uh, so anyway, you just, you get into these different ones, these different, uh, particularly these judges, but then some of the prophets too. I mean, the prophet Samuel, man, he was bad. He's bad to the bone. I mean, when, when some things didn't go right, I mean, he slaughtered. I mean, it uses the verbiage in the Bible. He slaughtered him. I mean, there was some, there was some slaughters that took place. Mm under the direction of God to uphold justice, to uphold his family and his covenant and his promise and his name and his holiness. It wasn't just killing for the sake of killing. It was when something touched the apple of his eye, he was going to fight and protect it. And that now this is a very, in the old Testament, especially it's very graphic. It's very intense. Um, but it's teaching our heart how protective God is, how he will fight for what is his. He will fight to defend what is his. And you read about that when you read these different accounts. All you have to do in Hebrews 11, if you have a marginal reference Bible, 
You know, they'll have little letters next to these men's names and you just follow the link. You know, I call it a link. It's not like it's a, or you can follow a link if you got a Bible app. But I'm saying you can you can just go to that reference. You know, it's in the marginal reference and just go back and read the chapter. You know, go back to Judges 11 and Judges 12 and read about Jephthah. Man, read about how he kept his vow. Read about his integrity. Read about the integrity his family had, his daughter had, to uphold the integrity of her dad and her father, Jephthah. It's intense. It's sad. It's so sad. But yet it's it's intense. It's intense integrity. It's intense character. It's intense valiance. I mean, Jephthah was a guy that, you know, the people of God kind of threw him away and he became such a mighty warrior that when they needed somebody to be a commander over their army, they went and found him. And he said, okay, I'll be your commander. But if I'm going to be your commander, I'm going to be running the show. <laughs> so anyway, it's just get into it. It's, it's awesome, men. Get into some of these studies. Um, but he goes on through faith. They subdued kingdoms. They worked righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions now, who's that? That's Daniel. Come on. The stop the mouths of dying. I mean, spent the night in a cave, a dark cave. He didn't have a cell phone light. He couldn't sit there and scroll through Facebook and pass time. He's in a cave with hungry lions. <laughs> That's a man of God right there. I tell you, men. This is awesome, awesome inspiration. And these men didn't have the blood of Jesus. They didn't have the full revelation that we have. They didn't have the cross to look back upon. They don't have the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus. They don't have the infilling of the Holy Spirit through the new birth. They don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost ever since the day of Pentecost. There's a glory that's on our life is actually, actually the glory that's on our life, according to the Bible, according to second Corinthians three, the glory that's on our life is actually greater than the glory that we see in the life of Moses. So what it says, you can read it, the whole chapter about second Corinthians chapter three, it compares the two covenants, the covenant of death and the covenant of life. That's the old covenant and the new covenant, the covenant of righteousness and the ministry of the Spirit, and the covenant of death. And he compares those two, and he says, if the former, meaning the Old Testament, had glory, such glory they had to put a veil over Moses' faith because, because his, his face was so bright and shining with the glory from the Ten Commandments when he took those commandments, and he, and he spent time with God in the tent, the tabernacle. Well, it says the glory that's on our life is so much brighter that it actually darkens that glory. You say, what does all that mean? Well, here's an example. You know, have you ever looked up? There are certain times of the year you'll look up and you'll see actually in the morning, the sun will be coming up, but you can still see the moon in the sky. There's like a, you can just still see the moon actually in the sky. And yet the sun's coming up. But once that sun gets fully up, that moon, even though it's still there, you can't see it. Why can't you see it? Did it just go away? Did it just disappear? No. The glory of the sun outshined 
the glory of the moon. It just darkened it because it so outshined that light that was reflecting, you know, from the moon. The actual sun outshined it. How many know the S O N has outshined the glory of the Old Testament? by the glory of a new testament and a new covenant and that's the glory men that's in your life and it's in my life and it's on your life and it's on my life and we have to just be willing to be humble enough to accept that and believe that that the glory of god that's on my life is actually greater than the glory that moses walked in don't fight that don't hate on that just accept it. Just humble it. It's it's all through the scripture. The the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former. There's so many scriptures we could go at to look at that. But back to Hebrews 11. Let's try to wrap this up here today. Through faith, they worked righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions. They quenched the violence of fire. That's Daniel's buddies. How I many it's good to have some good buddies, some good faith buddies, some covenant buddies, some kingdom buddies? Well, that's what Daniel had. He had three men that could pray. You need to have some men in your life that can pray, pray with you, pray for you. Amen. So Daniel had these three buddies, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They prayed, and when they were thrown in the fire, Nebuchadnezzar threw them in the fire, the Bible says, when Nebuchadnezzar went to look into the fire, he says, Behold, I see four men in the fire, and the fourth one looks like the Son of God. <laughs> and he called out to them, and they walked out of the fire, and the Bible says, when they came out, they didn't even smell like smoke. Come on, somebody. That's the power of walking with Jesus. Doesn't mean all the fire goes out. Doesn't mean we don't face trial, temptation, test, and tribulation. But it means when we go through it, we walk with Him. We follow Him. We get on the path. We walk and do life God's way, according to the Scripture, according to the leading of Holy Spirit, according to those who are mentors and leaders and elders in our life. We follow them as they follow Christ. We work together as men and as a team and as a unit right? Under the command of Jesus. And we come through these situations. And just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we can come through not even smelling like smoke. They stopped the mouths of lion. They quenched the violence of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. They became valiant in battle. They turned to flight the armies of the aliens. That's not talking about UFOs. Woo, 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 woo. No, it's talking about aliens, foreigners coming in to take their land. They fought. They fought for their land. They fought for what God had given them. Women received their dead to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Each of the, mar each of the apostles, apostles of the Lamb, 12 disciples, which became apostles, most all of them died a torturous death. Stephen, one of the early church martyrs, one of the main reasons the apostle Paul, who was Saul at the time, had his heart so 
pricked and so convicted that when Jesus showed up on the road to Damascus, he said, Saul, it's hard to kick against the pricks. His heart was pricking him. His heart was convicting him. His heart was beating in his chest at night. And he knew, though he was wanting to serve God, he was wanting to do right, there was something that felt really, really wrong. And Jesus showed up on the road to Damascus. I'm sure he was. He spent many a night thinking about what Stephen said as he was stoned to death, looking up into heavens and saying, I see Jesus. I see Jesus. And then he said these words to Saul and all those who were stoning him. Lord God, Father God, do not hold this sin against them. Forgive them. Does that sound familiar? Sounds like what Jesus said. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. See, man, there is such a courage. There is such a strength. There is such a valor that comes upon us as we follow Christ and as we follow the those men that have gone before us that we can be inspired by as men. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still, verse 36, now Hebrews 11, others had trials and mockings and scourgings. I mean, Paul himself said, I was, I mean, you read through, uh, I can't remember if it's 2 Corinthians 11 or 1 Corinthians 11, it's 11th chapter of one of those, but he gives a list of all the things that he went through. I mean, stoned and left for dead. Three times he received 39 stripes. He had trouble in the city, trouble in the field, trouble in the among false brethren. <laughs> I mean, revival and riot. And some people might say, well, what's the matter, Paul? Don't you know how to believe God? You must not have been led. <laughs> no, he was led. And yeah, he knows how to believe God. But that doesn't mean sometimes the devil's not going to try to shut you down. The devil's not going to try to stop you. People are going to rise up against you. There's going to be, you know, in this life, we're going to have tribulation. Jesus said that in this life, you're going to have tribulation. He said, but be of good courage. I've overcome this world. It doesn't have to steal your faith. It doesn't have to steal your joy. It doesn't have to steal your purpose. It doesn't have to steal your identity. It doesn't have to steal your value. Come on, somebody. All right. They were stoned, sawn in two. Is that not gruesome? Sawn in two. Tempted, slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. Now, wait a minute. I thought this was the hall of faith, the hall of fame. It sounds like these guys are getting beat up. These guys are going down. No, they never renounced their faith. They never renounced their testimony. They never renounced that they had found the path. They'd found the way. They'd found the truth. They'd found the life, and they were in covenant with God. And this wasn't about their comfort. This wasn't about their convenience. This was about His great name. This was about His honor. This was about His glory, His kingdom, His majesty. So you read these, and if you read them right, these things actually inspire faith, faith to follow Jesus, of whom the world was not worthy. 
They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. Verse 39, all these obtained a good testimony through faith and yet did not receive the full promise. God, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Come on, men. Hebrews chapter 11, the great hall of fame of faith. Hope you've enjoyed the journey. I sure have. So much could be said. So much could be talked about. But I really just wanted us to catch the spirit of faith. You know, some things are taught and some things are caught. And I pray, men, as we've had these conversations and went through all these men's lives, it wasn't just a study. It wasn't just talking about what they did and and just the history of who they were. I pray that as we've went through these different men's lives, you've caught the spirit of faith. One of my favorite verses is Philemon, verse 6. Philemon, verse 6. In the Lawbach translation, it says, I pray that everyone who meets you would catch your faith and learn how wonderful it is to live in Christ Jesus. Amen, men. I pray, and that's my prayer for you. I pray that everyone who meets you would catch your faith and they would learn how wonderful it is to live in Christ Jesus. I'm so glad you're part of the podcast. I'm so glad you're part of the conversation. I want you to share this podcast with your brothers. I want you to share this with your friends. And I hope you'll be a part of the upcoming conversations as we once again press into the goal, the mark, which is Christ-likeness.